There's no doubt the mysterious warrior was a Sith. Mm. Always true there are. No more, no less. A master and an apprentice. But which was destroyed? The master or the apprentice? Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampas Lair Podcast. This is episode number 318, The Rule of Two. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Kanan Jarrus and Sabine Wren to my chopper, we have Carl LeClaire and Katie Horn. Oh, cue the epic music, Katie, as you hone <laughs> me in your Jedi Darksaber talents. Exactly. Oh, I'm so happy that I'm, like, swinging around Darth Maul's, you know, secondary lightsaber. I love it. <laughs> 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 oh. And then I just, like, spray paint everything. <laughs> Including <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, guys! I'm I'm very excited for this episode. Can I just say that? No, okay, not, not allowed. allowed. No. <laughs> shut your mouth, boy! <laughs> I love it. I love both Jason and I are like, no, shut him down. Just shut, <laughs> shut him down. <laughs> Jason, this is what we do. Jason, you want to share why you came up with this really fun title for the episode? Well, yes, of course I will share because, um, well, we, we were hoping to have the great Scott Rifen on to discuss the Star Wars radio dramas, but he was unable to make it this week. So uh, last minute, we're like, well, we need a topic to talk about. So Carl was like, well, why don't we just both c- each come up with two questions to ask the rest of the panel and we'll just discuss those. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea. And Katie was like. Absolutely. And so that's what we're doing. So each of us has two questions prepared and ready to go. And so it's the rule of two. Perfect. <laughs> Always two there are. Always and more, two. no less. Unless it's the Wampa's Lair, in which Carl <laughs> throws a, a sneak topic in on us. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Um, my, my hope is that, like, my question might make Katie destroy something tonight. Oh! So. That was my goal. I should have yeah. brought some to throw. Hang yeah, on, yeah. Only have okay. only have soft items around you, Katie. Um, right. Exactly. <laughs> all I got was like paper, and notebook. I'll just grab like a bunch of notebooks and throw them on the floor. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully you guys will be able to hear it. I just like well. Be- before we get to our questions, <laughs> um, I got to give again. We got we have to give a, a big thank you to our latest iTunes reviewer. Uh, Pappy J seventy six. Thank you so much for taking the time to write a review for us on the iTunes Store. Again, it's really really helpful for the show um, to get more reviews. Um, it just makes us more visible to other other folks looking looking for Star Wars podcasts. So, Pappy J seventy six, whoever you are, thank you so much for your very kind review on the iTunes Store. We all appreciate it so much. Oh, we certainly do. <laughs> Wherever you are, Pappy whoever J. you are. 
Pappy J, you are our only hope. Yeah. And I love that their name's Pappy because uh, there's some. I stole this from Joe Hogan, but he'll always be like, "Okay, Pappy." So I say that at work all the time now. Like a student worker will be like, "Okay, Carl, I got that project done for you." It's like, "Okay, thanks, Pappy." He's like, "Why do you call me that?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My boss will be like, Carla, we all set to go. I'm like, you, we're all set, Pappy. Like, okay, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> so, Pappy J, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Pappy J. Um, um, so we we had a matchup. Yes, but uh, we we had a, <laughs> we we did. Um, but we 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 all had kind of busy weekends and. Um, Totally forgot to post it, so we'll remind you guys what that is at the end of this show. So stay tuned. Uh, we will get to our awesome matchup, which I'm actually really happy about. It's just like, oh, my, mine forgotten. <laughs> mine forgotten. The bosses were terrible things to me. Terrible things to me going back there. Do you hear that? Yeah. That's the th- sound of a thousand terrible things heading this way. And they're all fans of the Wampa's Lair that are mad we didn't get our... <laughs> Match up, up. <laughs> and when they find really us, they will crush really... us, grind us into million pieces, and blast us into oblivion. Ah, here's the point: is well seen. We get it posted. Hurry! Yeah. <laughs> wow, our, our fans are, our listeners, our Larians are really invested in these matchups. I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, they if they're really down are. here, sir, we'll find them. <laughs> Oh my god, you guys realize that with the the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary coming up in a few months, that we need to do another audio commentary of that movie, right? And we've also never done one with Katie. And actually, Jason, I don't know that we've done an audio commentary of Phantom Menace. I think we went back and did one. We've done one of every movie. That's right. Because we did it up leading up to Force Awakens. Um, But we've never done with Katie. And that's going to change in a couple months. Yeah, it's going to be real good. It's going to be real fun. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I don't think you've seen. (laughs) Yeah, Pappy. I can't wait. uh... I don't think you've seen the Phantom Menace, so you've seen it with me. It's that's just a fact. <laughs> I think this is well. That's the other thing. I can't wait for April when the three of us get to hang out together at night in the hotel rooms because we're gonna watch Phantom Menace. Yeah, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> it will happen. It will be glorious. <laughs> I hope there's like you know just stuff in the hotel. They'll like provide stuff for me to break. Just like yeah, complimentary perfect. plates, <laughs> stacks, you know, of bugs that I could just throw out the wall. Just like. <laughs> Another. <laughs> Where are those droid decals? I don't like. <laughs> I don't like actually open any doors. I just stick my lightsaber through them and wait for them to melt. Just, <laughs> <laughs> they are still coming through. <laughs> this is impossible. Actually, no, it's Katie. Um, <laughs> it's just Katie. I'm here. Hi, everybody. Calm down. We're still flying half the ship. No. Everyone calm down. Katie will express all of our emotions all at once. Exactly. (laughs) In the same breath, even. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, before we get to our questions, Carl, you you said you had a a topic you wanted to bring up for a quick bit. Surprise. I'm on the edge of my seat, Carl. Well, um, sure. But a welcome one. A surprise. (laughs) But a welcome one. Yes. Um, and here's the sad thing. I, I was uh, 
I had two of them, and one of them was really good, and I forgot it, <laughs> which is real bad. So I made I made a note of something this morning that I wanted to bring up, and then as I was driving home from work today, I was like, "Oh, this is perfect. You got to bring this up on the show tonight." Um. Oh, and I do remember it. So we're gonna oh, talk yes, about oh, this instead. Oh, this is like an yes. emotional roller coaster, Carl. You're you welcome. can't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I like how he basically walked us through his day to remind himself of what the topic was. Oh, it's well, so perfect. So here's oh the thing. God. This is something I want to share on. So a conversation I was having with somebody this past week, and I want to hear your responses to this and and hear you weigh in on it. So. Um, I was talking with, with, a, with a student actually the other day. So it's, it's, it's our student. Her name's Emily. She's the president of our Star Wars club on campus. And sometimes she comes to my office just to talk Star Wars, which is great. I get paid for that. Um, <laughs> so, and I do genuinely enjoy it. And she's, she's an incredible person. Um, but uh, we were talking a little bit about sequel stuff. And I just basically said how like the sequels still just – like they're just not my favorite Star Wars movies. And it wasn't like I went under this tirade of why they suck or anything like that. Um, and later that night I was talking on the phone with a friend of mine who I hadn't talked to in a while actually. And she's got two little kids and she was telling me how she's showing them star Wars and how much she loves the sequel trilogy. And they're her favorite star Wars movies. And she's like, don't you think they're the best? And I was like, no, I don't. Oh, and, and she goes, really? And I was like, yeah, they're just not my favorite. And she wanted me to give her all these reasons as to why she shouldn't like them. She's oh. like, oh, that's oh. She's like, I'd like to know why. Like, tell me why. Like, and I was like, no, no, no. I go, I love that you love them. And I said, yeah. they're not my favorite. I was like, they're they're great movies. Um, they're they're really fun in their own way. Um, but I was like, they don't hit the notes for me that I like mm-hmm. when I watch a Star Wars movie. But I go, I don't want to say anything to take away from your enjoyment of them. Yeah. And I said, why don't you tell me what you love about them so much so that I can enjoy them more. And like it just got me thinking about so again I don't bring this up to say like I hate the sequels they're bad movies they're not Star <laughs> Wars I don't mean that at all like they're fine I will say like Force Awakens and Last Jedi I I watched the the I th- I have a feeling like down the road like they'll be the least I watch of other Star Wars movies mm. as of right now that doesn't mean that I hate them and that they're bad movies but the thing that is doesn't is, mean things couldn't change right exactly. exactly and but the thing is is like I've just been thinking a lot about. Um, you know, the one downside, and I, I'm sure, Katie, you can probably attest to this a bit because I know you're very active on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to be a little bit more active for, for the for the Wampusler page yeah. is every time I log into Twitter, nine times out of ten, I always see something that's just like toxic, you know, sure. And, and, yeah. and, and about varying different things. And I don't want to get into that specifically, but it's always like somebody hates something and they want to tell you why you have to hate it. And I just <laughs> like and. I know this this sounds a little bit arrogant of me. It's like I'm tooting my own horn. But I just think it's so important that like rather than if something doesn't click for you, rather Mm -hmm. than trying to convince others why it shouldn't click for them, Mm -hmm. I'd rather listen to the people that love it so that I can love it more. Does that make sense? So, no, that like, makes perfect. Yeah, like yes. I think Last Jedi and Force Awakens are, are really fun Star Wars movies. To be sure, they're just not my favorite ones, um, mm-hmm. and it's not because I think they're bad or there's anything inherently wrong with them. They're just not my favorites. But that's why, like for instance, Katie, I love listening to you talk about Last Jedi because yeah. your passion for it is infectious, and mm-hmm. and I, like I just kind of wish that fandom could take that mentality a bit more. Of like, if there's something you didn't like, um, one. Don't feel it's your need to, like don't feel the need to convince others why they don't have to like it too. Mm-hmm. Or and mm-hmm. and if if beyond that too, if you have 
you have the maturity, maybe just ask somebody who loves it so much why and just yeah. listen, right? Like, um, yeah. so I was thinking a lot about that. And, like, I also know for me, like, I obviously love Solo. And I know there's a lot of Star Wars fans who are just very indifferent about it or even more than that, some that just don't like it. I don't feel the need to convince them why they have to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and same, like, yeah. Katie, you, you know, Empire Strikes Back is not one of your favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, sorry. I, no. Yeah. And like, you don't need to be sorry. And like, exactly, I, yeah. I don't feel the need to convince you why. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I want to give props to my friend, Greg, who like, who talked about this with me one time about how, like, it's almost becoming superfluous to rank Star Wars movies. Cause they really are right. like, watch them based on what mood you're in. And I really think that's true. Um, mm-hmm. like it's, it, it's really helpful depending on what, what kind of mood you're in. A lot of times that Star Wars movie will, will match that mood. Um, But I just bring all this up to just like say, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Like rather than like expending all this energy on telling people why they shouldn't like something, why not just listen to people who love something, love it, and then you express what you love and like let's just be infected by one another's love rather than trying to manipulate with our hate. You know? (laughs) Uh, That's a very – it's a very – strong and poignant way to put that and i appreciate that but i'm am going to toot our own horn here for a minute because that's kind of what we've been doing for over seven years now you know i I have convinced carl through (laughs) sharing the amount of love i've had for the prequels and for jar jar the the prequels are good and jar jar is amazing You know, just because you love it, just just because you know? I love it, and that's yeah. infectious. Yeah. And my appreciation for the Empire Strikes Back and my enjoyment of characters like Solo. What about balcony has scenes? Risen, what? what? What about balcony scenes? And, and balcony yeah, yes. scenes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Heavens to Betsy! Balcony yeah. scenes has been completely elevated because of how much Carl loves it. And so I, I don't I don't mean to toot our own horn too much because you know that's self-aggrandizing never looks good on people. <laughs> but I don't know. What... I pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> I wear it so dreadfully well. I think. Uh... <laughs> but but that's what we've been doing for over seven years, and and the fact that the internet has become this place where it's just like a a you know shotgun blast of. Nah! <laughs> 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 I use sounds to express uh, <laughs> thoughts and emotions, so uh, Excuse me. it just drives me nuts. And so it, I am not nearly as active on social media as I used to be because of that. Mm. I'm like, I just don't need to keep putting that into my eyeballs. Um, so why would I make myself suffer through that stuff? So, um, but but I, I think I think it is definitely. And I'm going to quote somebody that people have an issue, have problems. Some people have problems with. We got Rose in Last Jedi who says that we need to fight to save the things we love and not destroy the things we hate. You know, and that is a statement I think would be good for not only Star Wars fandom but fandoms in general and people in general, <laughs> society in general. So. Um, I totally am on board with with this, Carl, and I love the fact that you completely stopped that conversation you were having to say, no, 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 no. I want to know why you love it. I'm really happy that you did that. I'm proud that you did that because that's that's the way things should be, you know. 
she she was like, oh, what? it has become so normal for us to go, why does it suck? Instead of saying, yeah, she wanted to understand, you know, yeah, it, was, it was a right. dialogue. It was yeah, a conversation. Exactly. And it was, yeah. yeah, she obviously wasn't like um, asking me to convince her why she should hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, my simple answer was like, oh, they're just, it was like, they just, to me, it's all like intuition and emotive. Like, I was like, they're just, mm-hmm. they don't hit those chords for me in the way that yeah. there wasn't to do. Therefore, they're not my favorite. Like, yeah, exactly. it's not because they failed or that they're miserable or bad movies. It's just, um, and like, I obviously want to be fair. Like, I've obviously been, um, I know like, sh- you know, shortly after last year I came out, I know I've said things on, on the podcast where I was unfair and, you know, was probably a bit, um, mean, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny the fact that I, that I'm certainly imperfect in these arguments. Cause I, I definitely am. Um, but it, it came just, from that, like that raw emotional reaction. Sure. Like that, that's what star Wars does to us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I just, uh, going forward, like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather just listen to somebody tell me why they love it so much. And mm-hmm. them ask me like, what do you love about star Wars so much? And then just listen to me. Like, um, and that doesn't say that, you know, that's, it's certainly fine. Like in dialogues to obviously have disagreements and, and say like, well, here's why it didn't work for me and, and be civil about it and, and, and be able to express that intelligently. Cause that's, that's part of these conversations. Um, and obviously over these seven years, Jason, we've had, like, there's been things in star Wars and in, in all aspects that like didn't work for us. And we're happy to, it, it, you know, share what didn't work and why. Um, but the thing is but, we don't make a brand around that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, just, I, I think it's, it's, it's just so much more fun to enjoy star Wars by in, and like, it goes back to that, that, that first time we really got to know each other, Jason, when we sat down um, with, with, with Brad and JC Cox at the um, Whataburger, at the Whataburger <laughs> out in, out in ta- Texas at fan days. And we just got to talk about what we all love about star Wars so much. And we all have such different, different yeah. things to say. Yeah. Um, and it just made the conversation so enjoyable. Like I've, Katie, I can't say enough how much I've loved learning about the heroine's journey and yes. about yeah. the, 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 the beauty and the beast analogies with these new, uh, the new sequel films. And I love that you've been unpacking that. And I love just learning it for from you. And it makes me appreciate the movie so much more. Even if I sit down and still don't love watching them, I love what they are because of what they are for you. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Like in the way that like Empire Strikes Back will always just excites me. Like I want someone (laughs) else to feel that same excitement for Star Wars, even if it's not through Empire Strikes Back, if it's through Attack of the Clones or through (laughs) Force Awakens. Like I just love that you're getting that feeling too. I want you to be able to to wonder at Star Wars. Like that's what it's all about. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like equally you know pithy and you know what what were you saying uh, uh Jason? Like, yeah exactly that 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 thing i wear so well <laughs> <laughs> i've uh, i've pulled up <laughs> i've pulled up a quote that i like um uh you've probably seen it because it gets like printed on mugs a lot it's uh, it's one of those like feel good quotes uh, this is by carol gilligan and she says um maybe love is like rain sometimes gentle sometimes torrential flooding eroding joyful Steady, filling the earth, collecting in underground springs. When it rains, when we love, life grows. And that's that's what I think. What you know, when we're talking about, you know, what what is it about this that you love? And then that love just comes pouring out of you. And that that 
spreads life. It spreads love for, you know, for this thing that means so much to you, this thing that like almost lives inside of you because it brought you so much joy. Mm. You know, that's, those are the seeds worth tending. And those are, if, if you want to know the future of a character, you know, or the future of Star Wars, where this is all going, ask the people who love it. You know, I, here's the thing, like, I, I have friends, friends whom I adore dearly, who really hate Poe Dameron, just really hate him, will be super glad if he dies, like, will rejoice if he dies. And that's, that's absolutely fine. They're allowed to have their opinion. But the directions that they see his character going come from such a place of, you know, they, they don't like him. That, that I'm like, no, I, I'm pretty sure he's going in a much different direction because I, I love him. And it's the same for like Kylo Ren, you know, the mm. people that hate him, you know, and think that he's just this awful character. I don't think he's going to go the way they, they think he's going to go because they're coming at him from this like negative place. You know, ask, ask the people who love that character where he's going to go because that's where the creator's of these characters are coming from. Nobody writes a character from this place of hatred. You know, nobody pours that in, you know, you you can pour hate into your work, but when you create a character, you want to see them cared for. You want to see them, you know, end up someplace real and someplace that, that speaks from, you know, from inside you. That that's why anybody creates art is because you're trying to pull something out of you and put it into the world, you know? So even, even a character like Maul, you know what I mean, who does like <laughs> terrible things, you know, the, the people who wrote him and the people who wrote, you know, his ending wanted him to be in as good a place as he could possibly be, you know, and, and, and they pulled that out and it, and it was really beautiful. You know, that was love growing in the earth. It's real, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So, so yeah, you just, you gotta, you gotta talk to the people who love it, not the people who hate it, because if they hate it, then they're not really seeing it, I think. You know, you can dislike something, absolutely. Sure. But if you want to see why it grows and why it's a garden worth tending, you have to talk to the people who love it because they're the ones that are like, you know, they, they rain their love over it and make it grow. Yeah. Uh, I love that quote. That's a good quote. Yeah, I've know. never heard that either, by the way. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I loved it. It's a great quote. You know, you pour your love and life grows or in Katie's, mm-hmm. you know, instance, uh, destruction happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your joy, exactly. your joy results in destruction. <laughs> she cannot contain it. I, I give, I take it away. You know, it's all- <laughs> um, that's great. No, but I well, I appreciate you both like having that conversation. Um, like it just, yeah. I was when I was driving home from work today. I, I just remember from from this weekend having that conversation with a friend of mine, and I was like, I really want to bring this up on the show. And again, I don't mean to sound arrogant or or self-aggrandizing mm-hmm. to use Jason's word, which is a great word. Um, and, and, and again, I, I, I always like to be completely humble enough to say, like, I'm guilty of some of the things that I'm even talking about. And I, and I, yeah. I don't p- try to pretend that I'm not like, I know I'm very imperfect. I'm unrefined like my boy Han. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I don't mean to sound above the people who've done this cause I've done it myself. Um, I've certainly done a lot more of it in my own private, <laughs> private experience of star Wars, <laughs> like things that I don't say on the air. Um, and, and I don't mean to say that I'm above it or better than it, but, um, I think eventually you just, you it's grow, a goal you grow to work towards. Yeah. It's something to grow beyond. And, and I was lucky enough to have who, who, who to have really patient friends with me when I was at my low <laughs> there and like being very belittling of things and they were patient with me and, 
um, when things weren't working for me and they worked for them, they were patient enough to share with me what worked for them and give me a deeper appreciation for it. And for that, I'm mm. very thankful. Um, and uh, yeah, like I just, I think we as a Star Wars community and as, as a Star Wars family, which is a word that a lot of us like to use, is um, we're just going to have such a greater experience by just talking about the things that we love. Um, and right, it, it, even just for a second, divorce this from Star Wars. Just listen to somebody talk about something that they're excited about and passionate about, well, no matter mm-hmm. what it is, even if it's yeah. something that you have no interest in or, or maybe even don't even care for. Um, you know, like I know lots of people who don't like boy bands, but my God, I love them. <laughs> and I will talk about them like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> And you can't help but I know grin at some of the stuff I say or as I impersonate the bye 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 dance. Like I can't help it. So um. right, I've got a I've got a good buddy of mine who's really started to get into woodworking so much that he eventually wants to create his own business in woodworking. And I'm like, that's awesome. I love the end result of woodworking. I don't have the patience to do it. And I have no idea what you're talking about when you describe the process of some of these tools and how to put this thing together. But (laughs) he sends, you know, there's a group of us. He sends all these videos of what he's working on and how he's doing it, how he's putting it together. I'm like, there is a disconnect happening. I don't understand how it's being done. But I love the fact that he is so passionate about it and yeah. really enjoying it. Yeah. And I love seeing him work through the process to get to the end result he wants. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's so, great. Yeah. You know, it's like that's that's what we're here to do on the <laughs> podcast when it comes to Star Wars. So and we're also here to ask people questions. True. So um, <laughs> yes. ask each other questions. Uh, who wants to go first? Should I go first? Do it. You can if you'd like. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, I know, Carl, you kind of tailored one of your questions for me and one for Katie, but mine are kind of just shit thrown out there to the both of you. Uh, both of them <laughs> here. So um, I thought this could be an interesting question and topic. Um, who is more dangerous and why? The Galactic Empire or the First Order? Oh, Ooh. no. I, the, uh, the, the Empire, I think. For sure. <laughs> is this, is this why? Oh, but why? I don't know. I, I wanted I wanted to hear if Carl agreed or disagreed. Oh yeah, I I think I'd have to say the Empire too. Okay. I think, I think okay. the Empire because it's more insidious. Because because the Empire rose up from the Republic, it's just like I don't know the the zombified corpse of the Republic still walking around. You know, it doesn't call itself the Republic anymore. But you know, Mon Mothma was part of it for so long. I mean, you know, she was fighting against it, obviously. You know, but but everybody was playing the game and trying to keep things together until it it you know became obvious that that this wasn't worth fighting for anymore. And and. You know, we became a repu- You know, we became a rebellion. You know, I. So that's why I think the empire is is worse because you know so many people I think would have clung to it just because it, it was something good once. You know, mm. like that's. But the first order kind of comes in out of nowhere, <laughs> and is yeah. you know I think I think it's easier to to fight off you know something something like that that just kind of appears from wild space. Yeah. You know, not something that was once like your home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So. yeah that's the funny thing. Cause like interesting, I, I would say in a way the 
first order is a little scarier in the mm-hmm. sense of their their intensity, their fanaticism. Mm-hmm. Um, but think of fanatics like they're you can always ignore them. Like they're still not a huge threat until Starkiller Base. But like yeah. initially, oh. right? Like even the Republic, they're not worried about them. They feel like well, we've got this little <laughs> neutrality with them. Like they are just going to stay over, you know, there in wild space and out of the outer rim. Yeah, um, there's something not very intimidating about them. But the Empire, I, I, that's such a great point, Katie. Like it grew up out of the Republic. Yeah. Um, and it's corrupted everything. And, it, and because of that, it's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And because it grew out of something legitimate and beloved, it makes mm-hmm. it hard to, harder to resist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, think of that scene in Revenge of the Sith when when Palpatine declares it the first empire. It's this galactic empire. And there's all these cheers. And like, yes, I'm sure a lot of those cheers are just simply fearful um polite con- applause pol- yes, yes exactly <laughs> for for knowing uh, like or, oh if, know, we, if we're not applauding he's gonna know the war is finally ending right yeah <laughs> and but that's the thing right like there's a legitimacy to it right mm-hmm. this is the 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 law and order of the day is is declaring that this is just something new and it's going to be better for us and as they slowly start corrupting everything and and, and po- you know becoming more and more powerful and and enslaving more and more people um, yeah it's it's harder to fight because it's it's just the legitimacy of the day um yeah. so it makes it so much more difficult to resist um you know El- eliminate it, the hostiles yeah their planet we're the hostiles, we're the hostiles. Like, you yeah. Know? <laughs> oh my gosh um, yeah it's it's yeah it's 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 really incredible even thinking of like um you know uh even our in our own history with the american revolution um, you know, the British basically saved us in the French and Indian War, and then all of a sudden we start complaining because we don't want to pay taxes to help pay for said war. Um, America's always been incredibly selfish. There, I said it. Um, but, uh, you know, we didn't want to pay those. We didn't want to pay for the thing that protected us. And so we villainize what is actually legitimate. Um, so it's just it's, it's kind of interesting um, that. You know, the empire is initially something legitimate and probably mm-hmm. well received, but oh, over death, time, you know, thunderous applause. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm actually just about to start rereading the Ahsoka novel by E.K. Johnston, which um, was one of my favorite novels. Um, nice in the in the new canon, and that was one of the things I always loved in that novel is like getting to see how the empire corrupts things like, right. Like that, that little backworld farm planet that Ahsoka goes to just yeah. hoping to retire into oblivion. And then yeah. the empire shows up and we see how the empire <laughs> operates, right? It's, yep. it's got the yeah. legitimacy of being the recognized government and law and mm-hmm. order. And it comes in and just corrupts everything. Yeah. yeah. So, great question, <laughs> you, Jason. Yeah. yeah well, I, and I, I tend to agree with you in the long term. The Empire is more dangerous because it, it is playing the long game. It, it's definitely mm. more entrenched and interwoven into everyday lives. However, in the short term, the fanaticism of the First Order, I think, is more shocking. Yeah, uh, it's, oh, sure. it's, it's a planet Death Star. <laughs> yes, and, and you <laughs> while, while the Death Star blew up Alderaan... Um, they the Hosnian Prime was the center of the Galactic Republic, the new right. Galactic Republic. That, that was the center of government. Alderaan wasn't. So the First Order was like, we're making a statement. We're taking over. Yeah. And the, the shock of the fanaticism um, 
I think will definitely stir up a a large enough resistance eventually mm-hmm. against them. But you know, the, the Empire is scarier, I think, because it is the slow creep of mm-hmm. d- eroding freedoms. So, <laughs> yeah, and the might to ensure that you stay in line. Right. So, right. But nice. Yeah. I like that question. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, so I, both of my questions are literally personal. Like I have a question personally for Katie and then a personal question for Jason. Um, yeah, I did the same thing. Okay. I picked one personally for each of you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start with my question for Katie. Um, okay. And of course, like we can obviously all discuss. So Katie, this is what yeah. has forever fascinated me about you. Oh. Is what exactly do you like about malls so much? <laughs> did you guys hear that? I yes. sure did, and I saw it. So. <laughs> Those are the books hitting the floor. Ah! This is a two-part question too, so that's just the first oh, part. That's so, the first part. Do I yeah. get to hear the second part? Not yet. Like not yet. Not oh, yet. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely the the experience of. Um, Sitting in that theater for the first time in 1999 watching The Phantom Menace, uh, it was there was just a lot going on. <laughs> there was a lot going on because, of course, you know, obviously he, he's very scary and he's very intimidating, but there's also something extremely like cool and alluring about him. Also, I'm like, I think I like just turned 12 or maybe I just turned 11. I don't know. I'd have to do math. 11. I'd have, I just turned 11. <laughs> so it's that very tender age where, um, so the, those bay doors like open and then there he is in like his cloak and everything, and he's looking down, and then he looks up, and then these like very attractive men just start taking off their clothes. <laughs> the, uh, the way Snoke would put it would be, there's been an awakening. Like that's <laughs> precisely yeah. what happened where you know, in that theater. <laughs> and, uh, and and he was just so cool and so like. I don't know. There's a gravity to him that I was just drawn to. And then a year later, um, the Darth Maul journal came out by Jude Watson, uh, which, uh, you know, it, it touted itself as like, ooh, the secret history of Darth Maul exposed. Like there, there hadn't really been anything. There was like a single comic where he was shirtless. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that comic came out before the book or it was all around the same time. It was 2000. I'd have to look at like an exact timeline to know which one came out first. But uh, that book actually like dove into his history and what he's been through and like how he was raised and stuff like that. And that resonated with me on a level so personal and so real that I threw the book across the room. I was so angry and touched and really upset because so this book is um, the Phantom Menace told by Darth Maul's point of view. You know, it's for kids. You know, it's 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 like really stripped down to a kid level in a way that, you know, kids can understand it. It talks about abuse in the way that kids can understand. Um, but then the very last chapter is written from Sidious's point of view. And he talks about how, you know, Maul was nothing to him. And already he's looking for a new apprentice, you know, and how there's this young boy, you know, that shows a lot of promise. And that made me like so angry because I was like, you know, Maul. There's this idea in Star Wars that, you know, he's your father. Therefore, at the end of the day, he does love you. And at the end of the day, when you ask him for the pain to stop, he will step up for you. You know what I mean? That's what happened with Luke and Vader. 
And for Sidious and Maul, Sidious, there was none of that in there. And we get to see that literally in the Clone Wars when yeah. Sidious is, is zapping Maul and mm. Maul likes, you know, he breaks down and says, please, master, please. Yeah, mercy. And Sidious is like, nah, pass. You know, there's none of that insidious. And so in 2000, for the first time, you know, I got to see that, you know, this narrative of like the father, you know, the son asking, you know, for the pain to stop. And the father says no. And then it's like, and and now I'm just going to move on and torture someone else. Like that was so real that, yeah, I threw that book across the room. And so Maul, I've, I've carried him with me, like for the rest of my life. You know, there, there's just these things that you carry with you. And you just, as soon as you see it, you know like this is going to be mine yeah. forever, you know. That's oh. a that's Maul. <laughs> Man, I, I yeah, I and I know we obviously the very first time we ever really met you was when you came mm-hmm. on to talk all about Maul. <laughs> and, yes. and, and and granted, that was that's a, that was a while ago now. Um, yeah. So I don't remember everything you said. I just remember being amazed. Um, but even just that, <laughs> like that's just such a good condensed version. And I appreciate how personal it is to you. Yes, um, very. And, and I love that, like. And right, like if if Maul's only appearance had ever been Phantom Menace, he's just mm-hmm. a black and white villain in a way, um, sure. yeah. because he he doesn't really get developed. Right, he's just <laughs> he's the bad guy who's hunting our good guys. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, he looks awesome. He's a cool looking villain, no doubt about it. Um, but Clone Wars really changed things up, specifically when mm-hmm. you know Obi Wan and Anakin learn about where he came from, and um, yeah, I mean he really does become this tortured soul looking mm-hmm. for acceptance. Um, yeah. And, oh, and we're his, kindred spirits, he and I. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and his warped experience is that even though it's from a monster, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like that monster was a parental figure to him and he oh, knows yeah. no better. Um, you know, and yeah, uh, that, I just, uh, I, I just love so much your appreciation for that character. And, oh, yeah. and um, yeah. And even what you said earlier when we were talking about you know, the other thing is about how, you know, you can, you can tell so much how much the creators of that character love him with the way he's take, he's mm-hmm. handled in Rebels, right? He yeah. goes out in such a loving way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, quick little side note, just this story. Um, a friend of mine who I thought was all caught up with Rebels apparently hasn't seen any of the third season. And I totally oh. dropped how Maul shows up. And he was like, what? Oh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> My friends were like, Carl, you ass. And I'm like, I didn't realize that's been like a year now, more than that. So, um, yeah, this one friend of mine, he's so good at like avoiding spoilers because he very rarely uses social media. But like I dropped, I was like, oh, yeah, and Maul shows up. And he's like, what? And I'm like, what? 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 But no, thank you. I, I just I yeah. love that. So, and second part of the question. This is funny because I noticed something quick on Twitter today, kind of pertaining to it. Um, what do you think happens between Kira and Maul when she goes to Dathmir at the end of Solo? What do you think? Um, what do you think, like storytelling wise, might actually transpire between the two of them? What is that relationship going to look like? Um, do you think he might kill her? Um, what do you think is going to happen? He. Um, I don't think he would kill her because he is at the same reason he wouldn't kill Savage or Ezra. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he, okay. The thing about Maul, 
is um, he does adhere very strongly to the rule of two, almost almost against you know he he knows he shouldn't he he knows that he just needs you know he needs to not get attached to things or but that he gets attached like to one person he's horrendously codependent in that way um and so with kira coming in and and her being who she is where she she does gravitate towards power and she does almost you know ingratiate herself to to the you know strongest figure in the room i think you know she she would be drawn to him and then I don't know. I just feel like they're going to make a really horrible, terrible mess together. They're just going to destroy and burn. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I, and yeah. Do you mind if I jump in on this too? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think initially for Maul, he needs someone to take Dryden's place. Mm-hmm. And Kira is competent. Kira is hungry. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to use that. He's yeah. going to mold her the way he thinks that he needs a right hand to be. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, that's a, another whole other thing. What, what does Maul think she needs to be? Um, that's, yeah. you know, that's a little bit of a scary thing uh, to mm-hmm. think about. But um, ultimately, I think Kira's hunger for control of her own existence and hunger to get more power and control over her circumstances will put her in conflict with Maul because Mm -hmm. she will keep trying to reach above herself Mm. and that gets closer to him. Um, And the, 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 the only question is, does something happen? Does whatever happens to Crimson Dawn that shatters it, uh, so that Maul is limping around on Malachor by the time we get to Rebels. Mm-hmm. Does that happen before she gets there? Or or is her or does she cause that shattering? Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what fascinates me. Cause I think, you know, a, a theme that we see come up uh, again and again in basically every Maul story, uh, you know, he he does like zero in on like one person, and and he's almost like, ooh, this is this could be it. This could be that person that, yeah. you know, is my other, <laughs> you know, that there there must always be two. You know, could this be my other person? And then, so in a way, in my fanfic way, I I want that relationship to get romantic because he gets close. You know, like he got real close to to Eldracatus, and then in Legends there was Kilindi, who was terrific. I loved her, uh, <laughs> um, and so I think Kira is his best shot at that in in canon. You know, getting close to like a romantic relationship. I don't know. I think that would be delightful. Um, but yeah, where does where does that go? It's at least it's at the very least does turn into like a master and apprentice sort of relationship where he is molding her to be that that number two. But then yeah, almost Sith like I think she would you know because because Sith you know the apprentice always tries to kill the master. I think she probably would. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I'm almost shaking from the way I'm thinking about it because it is it excites me like so much the potential there. Oh, that's a story I want so bad. I know. Oh, the Maul and yeah. Kira story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Katie? Ugh. All right. You got a right. question you want to ask? I'll start with you, Jason. Okay. Out of all of the new droids, which one has been your favorite? 
What do you mean by uh, so like clarify uh, new droids? Uh, there's you know since uh since disney basically has has okay. jumped in so there's been uh all the bb units bb8 bb9e and cb Topper. what is it cb oh, I, I had it cb like cbk no sorry it's I the one it. from resistance yeah. Yeah. yeah a cute little one and yeah chopper like you said an ap5 uh l337 k2 and i'm forgetting someone who am I forgetting? Hang on. Well, it's you my... don't need to bring up anybody else. <laughs> wait, wait. I had it written down, but then I threw all my books on the floor. Bucket. It's bucket. Oh, yeah, bucket. Oh, bucket. CB23. <laughs> Bucket's fun, but I mean, of the new droids, it's got to be BB8. I, I love that. Okay, number one, orange is my favorite color. Uh, <laughs> So he already has that going for him. Number two, he's a soccer ball with a head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who has more personality than just about anything. You know, <laughs> I think that's so incredible. I love him. I love BB-8. He's terrific. He's a fantastic addition to the droids lineup in Star Wars. Um Obviously, R2 is still my guy, and so I, I'm a little – sometimes there are days where I get a little bit miffed that BB-8 is stealing R2's screen time. Um, <laughs> but then BB-8 just looks at me with a thumbs up, and I say, okay, you're fine. You know, so <laughs> – <laughs> um, yeah, no, it I, there's there's not really much of a contest uh, when it comes to, to, you know, since Disney took over for me, who's, who's the best droid. It, it's BB-8. There, there's BB-8. And then there's everybody else. Um, so <laughs> the, the, then I can start ranking everybody else, you know, farther down the list. But BB-8 is far and away my favorite of the new droids. What's so your favorite thing that BB-8 has done? <laughs> it's still that freaking thumbs up. It's a thumbs up. That's <laughs> it really is the freaking thumbs up. I, when he, I saw that for the first time watching Force Awakens... I busted up laughing in the theater. I pro- it, everybody laughed in the theater. Yeah, I think I almost cackled. I was laughing so hard. So good. Uh, did you think it was a rude gesture, or because some people did? Somebody, some, oh, no, some no, people. No, no, no. It was yeah. a thumbs up. I mean, because because Finn's giving him the thumbs up. Yeah. And so he does a response. Yeah. And I'm like, you have a droid who has no hands, <laughs> but still manages to give you a thumbs up. <laughs> that is freaking awesome i love it i love him so much and the the, the other moment that i really love too is <laughs> when they're on canto bite <laughs> and we've just had the emotional balcony scene between finn and rose and he rolls up and he's just shaking with coins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really like when he shoots them at, yes. at the guards, the and then he like blows out, like you know, like yeah. oh, nice shooting text. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that too. But it's the it's the initial. He's rolling up with something very urgent to say, but all you can hear is the coins rolling around inside of him. It's a, it's like a coin purse rolling up to tell you something. You know, it's hilarious. You know, but yes, uh, BB-8 by far. I love, I love that droid. I love so that droid. Stuff. Oh, I'm BB-8. Tell him. 
The Ilenium system. Yes, the Ilenium system. That's the one. Get us there as fast as you can. I'll drop you to the Nema terminal. I need the bungee. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. You're welcome. <laughs> I also, oh my gosh, I like the part where the Falcon is turning this way and that, so BB-8, like, shoots out those cords to suspend himself so that he doesn't, like, he's just like, ah, I'm done with this. Now, I I need to also not forget to mention the experience of seeing BB-8 at Celebration Anaheim, Uh. you know, months before the movie came out. Mm -hmm. You know, we got the teaser trailer. And we saw BB-8 running across the sand. I was like, ooh, what is this? Yeah. You know, that was my first you – know, that was my big takeaway from that trailer. It was, ooh, we got a <laughs> soccer ball droid. You know? um, and then I'm sitting next to Michael Cohen uh, while we're watching the, the Force Awakens panel at Celebration Anaheim. And they roll BB out on BB eight out on stage. And the two of us nearly choked on our tears. You know, (laughs) I, it was one of the most amazing and beautiful things. They're like, Oh my gosh, we have BB eight in the flesh. He's a real thing now. Like R2, you know, Mm. the the first time you go to a convention, you see R2D2 rolling around. It's like, it's magical. Yeah. And I I had that moment watching BB eight roll out on stage and talk to R2D2 and get into a, an argument with R2 on stage in front of all the actors, you know, it, it was, it was amazing. It was great. So yeah, I, I have to make sure I mention that because that, that also kind of sealed the deal for me. The BB-8 is kind of the greatest <laughs> of the new droids. So <laughs> I, I, I doubt I surprised anybody with that answer, but <laughs> there you go. There's just been a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones these past few years. <laughs> there have been. No one will top the original, but there's. A- <laughs> I, I always like- have to throw that caveat in. My boy R two D two. I feel like but- you know, like a farmer. Like I'm looking at my crop of droids, all like, ah, yes, it's been a good harvest. It was <laughs> 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 just one more year, one more season. All right. Anyway, um, I suppose like, I'll ask by. I'm like weighing K two S O. Like, oh yes, this one's ripe. <laughs> <laughs> Some smart-ass response and <laughs> reaction to that. Um, okay, here's here's my other question for the two of you. Yes. Um, and I will give you – I'll ask the question and give you my example uh, because it is something that I think you might need to think about slightly. Okay. Um, although maybe not. Who is a character in Star Wars? Um, it can be any movie, TV show who you love that surprised you that you didn't think you would love you had had no thoughts or negative thoughts about this character going in and then you saw them and it's like oh i love this character (laughs) and i'll give you my brief example yeah because i was ambivalent towards han solo from the original series alden ehrenreich had that effect on me in Solo. On Solo in Solo turned me around on the character completely because I was sort of just ambivalent. He wasn't my guy. I love the fact that everybody else loved him, but wasn't my guy. So, you know, in Sarkar, you can't, Carl, you can't choose Solo because you already loved him yeah. before Solo came out. Just made me love him harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But I, I have my answer. Okay. Uh, um, 
Kaz from Resistance. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's just the one that quickly jumped to me. Uh, and because first off, Resistance was a series that I was completely ambivalent about when it was announced. Uh, I didn't have positive or negative feelings. I was like, okay, this is – well, more than anything, I was like, all right, this is looking like something that's probably not going to be for me, which is fine. Um, <laughs> and then I watched that first episode and I immediately loved Kaz. Um, and I mean I, I do have a few quibbles. I know, granted, I am two episodes behind now. Um, but uh, I, f- I forgot that it had restarted. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I, the, I mean I, the one thing that's annoyed me a little bit about Kaz is he yells too much. Like I – kind of sick of him Uh, running and screaming like okay i get it um he's a little too incompetent but initially i thought he was a phenomenal character those first few episodes because he just reminded me of everything that star wars is about which is simply this is a young person who's just dreaming for something bigger um i love i mean that that first episode the two-part episode was so good like i watched it multiple times which i did not expect to do um, and, and Kaz just really sold me in that this is somebody who's he's just filled with wonder by the Colossus, by the by the aces, by everything going on around him, like that. He's part of this new Republic, um, you know, fighter squadron. But now he's picked to be something bigger and better. Um, I really just bought into that character. And I won't lie, like part of what sold me on it, too, was when I watched those first two episodes, I was watching with a couple of friends and my friend Ben's son, Jaden, who's, I think, nine years old, like immediately fell in love with with Kaz as well. And because um, he's he's a young boy and he sees Kaz and immediately falls in love with him. And I just I loved seeing that. I loved seeing this young boy fall in love with that character because that's who that character was made for. Um, and again, not that others can't love him, but he was specifically to me like made for young kids to to fall in love with. So seeing my friend's son fall in love with him also made me fall in love with him. Um, and I do. I just I enjoy the 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 wonder that Kaz possesses, um, and that's what makes me enjoy his character so much. So that's my that's response. awesome. What about you, Katie? <sighs> okay. Hux. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So uh, before Force Awakens came out, I, I was on board with everybody that they, with you know, that they marketed, you know? Um, so I was like, oh, pilot dude, I, on board. Scavenger chick, on board. Stormtrooper dude, awesome. You know, new Darth Vader. Yeah, let's go. Like, you don't, you don't need to tell me nothing more. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that Hux even existed, <laughs> because, <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> um, but the moment he appears on screen, you know, it, it, it's um, uh, Kylo is like walking past him, so he doesn't even like appear right away. He's just kind of like gradually revealed to us as as Kylo walks past the camera, and it's just all like um, you know the map. It's in a BB unit, and then. <laughs> And then Hux just says, well, then, if it's on Jakku, we'll soon have it. And Kylo's like, I leave that to you. And then, and then just walks away. And in that, like, second, I was like, who is that? I love him. Who is this? This, like, just ginger dude standing there who's just all like, mm, okay, we'll get it done. And then he, like, immediately starts arguing with Kylo after Finn gets away with Poe. And I'm like, who is this that's yelling at new Vader? Who's <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy i just i immediately fell in love with him i i missed his name the first time like the very first time i saw um the force awakens uh a- after the movie 
I'm sitting in a bar with my beloved and we're just like screaming about this movie and how much we love it. And, um, and I'm like, who was the ginger guy? And my beloved's like, what are you talking about? And I'm just all like, the ginger guy, you know, the ginger guy, who was that? The one that's kept screaming. I love him. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're like Googling it. Like the movie had just come out. So I'm just all like, I'm just Googling like first order redhead, like trying to figure out his name. (laughs) <laughs> I did not expect to love him like so much. I didn't like it surprised me how much I like instantly loved this character. You know, like he just appeared on screen and and it was mm-hmm. just like my heart immediately like for no reason. <laughs> it was so right. surprising. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love uh, see this is what this is what makes me happy about Star Wars. There's, there's always somebody that surprises you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go into going into things like Rogue One. I knew I was going to love Cheerit. I oh, right. knew it. Yep. And yes, I do. Cheerit and because of his proximity to Cheerit, Bays are like my favorite characters from Rogue One. You know, hands down. Going into Solo, I was like, I'm going to love Chewie. <laughs> I know I'm going to, you know, that this. I want to know who this bad guy is. He seems pretty cool. Um, and, you know, it's nice to be able to meet all these new characters because Han's in the movie. Um, and then Han showed up and stole my heart. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I know that Alden Ehrenreich, you're a genius. You made me care about a character that I've, you know, known for decades now <laughs> <laughs> in a way that I never have before. So, you know, that was, yeah, that was my moment. And I was like, oh, I can get behind this solo character in a way I never have before. So thank you. Um, But yeah, that was it. That that Star Wars continues to surprise. And I love that fact. So I love um, it. I love it. Got to get some loving. Um, Yep. So do I get to ask my last question now or is it? Yeah, sure. Um, So Jason, this is for you. Sorry, Katie. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, So, Jason, why do you think that Jar Jar is still such an important character to the saga? Oh, <laughs> this is also a two-part question. I have another part too. So, okay, this why why do I think he's still so important to the saga? Um, in the Phantom Menace specifically, uh, he he is part of the expression of the Everyman. Because Phantom Menace is sort of interesting because it kind of divvies up the everyman idea between Jar Jar, Anakin, and to some extent Padme when she's not Queen Amidala. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he is an expression of the everyman, particularly the outcast. Mm. Um, And and, (sighs) we're going to get into some some history of Jason who I, I think I've mentioned some of this before. Um, but 1999 rolls around. I'm 10 years old. I don't have very many friends. I'm an awkward kid. I'm clumsy as hell. Uh, I can attest to this. Yeah. And <laughs> Hey, it's true. <laughs> Watch it. We we're standing Watch on a freaking sidewalk in like near the Presidio, and Jason just fell off the damn sidewalk. I'm not even walking, <laughs> he just like falls off of it, and I'm like, "Yup." <laughs> Sorry. Know, Continue. Um, so, 
but you know, it, but I I literally felt like Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> you know, completely outcast, completely unwanted. Even though I even though I wasn't um, unwanted, but you know, it, it, it felt like that to a ten year old kid. You know, it's like why don't I have friends? Um, and he came along and completely I identified with him 100% immediately instantaneously because of all this stuff and I thought he was hilarious on top of it so you know and I wanted to be funny and uh, <laughs> can't say I was though but um, <laughs> but then you know for me this is I, and I have to preface all this you know by my connection with Jar Jar then go back to why he's important to the saga I then started to grow up and become more ingrained, you know, in my in my life with different activities and different people and things like that. And I started to become more aware of the outside world around me. So when Attack of the Clones rolls around and Jar Jar is a representative in the Senate with Padme, he's grown up too. Yeah. And so my eyes are starting to get open to this larger world around me, you know, um, national and international issues are kind of making their way through the, you know, the web of my existence. And so it's like, Oh, okay. You know, so he's growing up too. And I loved that about him, but he still maintained his innocence, which I did too. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is key to why he's important because he is the representation of how corruption will choke out the innocence. Mm -hmm. Um, because he is so good and pure and, and innocent in a Phantom Menace, and that wins him a spot back in society, wins him a spot as friend to these people, um, reunites him with his own people, and then we see someone that good, that pure, that you know, epitomizing of this I you know, one of these ideals get sort of strangled and manipulated mm. by the corruption that happens in Attack of the Clones. Masameda and Chancellor Palpatine uh, completely twist the good nature, the good-heartedness, and the purity of Jar Jar into getting what they want. Mm-hmm. And by the time we get to Revenge of the Sith, when all is going to crap, he's basically non-existent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And we need that picture. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When it comes to the prequels, we need that. We need to show the progression of how corruption completely chokes out the innocence, chokes out the good, chokes out the purity. Jar Jar didn't lose it. Mm. He just kept getting pushed farther and farther and farther and farther out so that he became irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. And that is why Jar Jar is important to the saga. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. So you ready for you ready for part two? Sure. Um, sorry. Did, I, well, Katie, did you want to say anything? I didn't. Oh, uh, just I just jump right past. I really like his um, his little chapter in uh, in aftermath. Yes, the I, Jar Jar chapter. It's so good because you talk so about good. how he just keeps getting pushed back. He doesn't lose that in a sense, but people, you know, just yeah, push him back and push him back, and and then when we see him, you know, and. Uh, after He's entertaining the, orphans in a refugee exactly, camp. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Boo don't talk to him. The Gungan don't talk to him. Nobody talks to him. But uh, you know, the children like him, and the children 
talk to him and and he ends up you know basically like saving the life of that one little kid who who doesn't think he's worth anything you know that that one war orphan who like has his face all like half blown off so no one wants to adopt him because you know he uh, you know he's not pretty and so he doesn't think he's worth anything but he and jar jar like i don't know uplift each other and, and it's really nice you know that i think i think that innocence does you know it it it's not ground out completely. So it was really nice to see how, how it kept, you know, growing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. No, that's so true. Mm-hmm. It will be your responsibility to take my place in the Senate. <laughs> Representative Binks, mm-hmm. I know I can count on you. <laughs> I need to be taking on this a heavy, a heavy burden. burden. Miss accept us with more and more humility <laughs> and, uh... Jar Jar. <laughs> I'm sure you have a great deal. Okay, sorry, I just had to pull that up. Oh, I love it. It's so good. He's like, oh, yes, you're, you're in your official senator role now, milady. <laughs> he's like, he forgets that he's talking to a senator, not his friend. Um, <laughs> I love She's it. She's so happy. Happier than me to see her in a long, old time. <laughs> you're focusing on the negative, Anakin. Be mindful of your thoughts. She was pleased to see us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to go watch Attack of the Clones. <laughs> um, all, right, all right, so what's part two? second part, what's Jason. Part? Um, in light of Jar Jar, so the, and you were obviously a new, you're relatively new Star Wars fan with Phantom Menace coming out. You had just gotten into Star Wars about a year and a half, two years before that, right? Give or mm-hmm. take with the um, special editions, right? Um, so after Jar Jar, who do you feel like you've identified the most with Star Wars wise? Ooh. Um, identified the most with, uh, that is an interesting question. Give me a minute to run through some of these characters. (laughs) Is it, is it (laughs) BB-8? No, it's, it's obviously, uh, Malakili. (laughs) Completely Malakili. Darth Maul. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dryden Voss. I mean Oh <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a criminal mastermind. I I can't it's lie. A, it's a, you know, you get so worked up. It's a it's party. So worked up. It's a party. Don't worry about it. No, um Where's Jason? I was talking with the regional governor. <laughs> he just killed him. <laughs> oh no, no, Jason, why? No. Oh no, it was a meet of bit accidente. <laughs> Burn the castle, then crash into Boss's Hablebu, and the governor's dead, and then vanished. <laughs> um, um, little bitty assassination. <laughs> little bitty assassination. Um, <laughs> you'd say, drug the drink, and then stab him in the gut. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! Well, that's terrifying. Now I should never ever say that again. Did um, comic just come out? And he and he he's really badass in that one. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I should. Oh, yeah. I should. He, he uses a lightsaber. Yeah. I saw that. Oh my god! I, yeah. The picture of him Spoiler. with a lightsaber. And yeah, I'm like, that's Whoa. all. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah. I, honestly, I, I'm thinking about it, and and it might be Kanan. Hmm. Oh. It might be Kanan. Kanan uh, Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus. <laughs> Jedi, Jedi Knight. Knight. Um, 
because that you know as i've gotten older there are you know things that you thought you you knew or thought you were going to to become or do and then things happen in life Hmm. and they do indeed happen in life you know and, and your and your life changes trajectory and you and you wonder if if those dreams or those goals or those ideas maybe maybe they weren't meant to be but then you find you you start exploring that and you find a way to recenter things reevaluate and sometimes they come back or sometimes you find a new purpose um and i think so I think Kanan might be the one I've identified the most with since Jar Jar. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to say someone like cheer it, but oh my gosh, the man is much more devoted than I am in just about anything. Um, you know, it's like, the, it's, huh, I wish I could, you know, so that's someone to aspire to be, um, <laughs> is cheer it in way. But, uh, you know, I, I think right now, because, especially because the stage I was in, um, I think Kanan. I love it. So, Kanan Jarrus, <laughs> the Dying Knight. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Awesome. So, thanks, Jason. Our, well, thank you for the question. Yeah. Uh, and and Katie, you've got one more question to ask, right? I do. It's for Carl. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes, the I last will marry Jedi. Alden Ehrenreich. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that not the question? Okay, sorry. Yeah, he asked me to ask you. Oh, like, he's so seventh grade, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like notes. Exactly. Yeah. I slide a little piece of, you know, of, of notebook paper. Yeah. <laughs> you have to circle yes. I will I circle that until it, it's running through the paper. <laughs> uh, do you have a note to pass from to me from uh, Daisy Ridley? <laughs> Yes, and it's amazing. She just says, "Hello, Doctor Horn." <laughs> hello, Miss. Hello, Miss Horn. <laughs> hello, Miss Horn. Yes, I'll marry you. <laughs> uh, I think. I, if, I feel like if question. you get if you marry Daisy on the same day Alden and I get married, we could probably get a bogo deal. Oh, I love it. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna have to have Chewy officiate, though. Yes. So they did announce this week that uh, Jonas—I don't know how to say his last name—Jonas yeah. Suotomo. Yes, he will be, be he'll be at celebration. Um, but guys, I still—I'm holding out hope that Alden's there. Um, because when we get our picture with him, if he's there, I'm just gonna drop to one knee and be like, Alden. Scaredy! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I was just going to ask you to sign my arm. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, perfect. I'm sorry. I do have a question for you, though. Yes, I have an actual question. All right. In the Last Jedi, uh, Luke is talking about you know when young Ben Solo was brought to him, and he says Han was Han about it. Mm. What does that mean? Oh, Katie, you're asking the wrong person. You're smarter about this movie than me. No, no. but like, <laughs> but you're smarter about Han Solo. Okay, because like here's the thing. Yeah, like yeah. I if if you ask somebody like, oh, what does Darth Maul want in the whole wide world? Like, what does he want the most? The wrong answer is to kill Obi Wan Kenobi, and that's the answer most people would give. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like because I love and understand and have researched and poured like a lot of, of time and thought into that character. Um, so when you ask me that question, Han was Han about it. 
I don't know how to answer it because I don't love that character the way you do. That's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. When you want to understand a character, look to people who love them. Sure. So what, what does that mean? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to interrupt slightly. Oh, yeah. You, you mentioned Yonas Tomo was going to be at Celebration, so I had to check to see if any <laughs> other guests were announced. Yeah. Greg Proops is going to be there. Phone. 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 Yep. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> That's a picture with him is probably like fifty bucks. We should do it. Yeah, <laughs> That's really mean, but we should all, we should all be all like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna just Sorry. surprise us with Alden. I was. Yeah, I got real right. excited, Jason. The way to right. like totally let me down. Um, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Sure you suggest that phone yeah. is a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that we're stalling because, first off, I I really appreciate the question and that you respect my yeah. opinion upon that much. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, when I when he first said that, I actually I love that line. Um, yeah, I, it's it's a th- in in some in a small way, it's a throwaway line and mm, throwaway line in the sense of like it's short and simple. In the same way that in Force Awakens, like one of my favorite things is when Han just says, "Yeah, I knew him. I knew Luke," and yeah. the way he says it and the look in his eyes, like it just it carries this weight of so mm-hmm. much. Right? They've been through so much. Um, yeah. So when Luke says to Ray, Han was Han about it, I don't know. I feel like Han doesn't, Han doesn't think in big, grand, s- sweeping ways. Um, something we learn in Force Awakens, obviously, is that Ben was a troubled young person, right? Like Han and Leia were having their troubles with him. They were having issues. Um, so, and so this is me piecing together things that may or may not be true. It sounds like up until that point, Luke hadn't had any sort of Jedi Academy going. It sounds like the catalyst him finally starting something is taking Ben on and then deciding to do others as well. Um, so Han being Han about it, maybe his Han is just like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's too much. Um, it's too big. It's too grand. Um, and almost like, yeah, whatever. Do what you can, kid. Type of a thing. Almost dismissive about it in a way mm. man i i'm embarrassed because like i feel like i should have a better answer um it's such a good question and and i don't have a, have a great one because like i just loved the line i'm like yeah han was being han aka like he just <laughs> he's just kind of like oh yeah whatever kid you know you do what you gotta do kid um you know yeah. um yeah I, but- I i think i think the idea maybe is that while Han definitely believes in the Force and you know the the power it has because of what he's witnessed and what he's seen, the idea of someone other than like Luke or someone of a Luke-like bent uh, completely devoting their life to the study of the Force to becoming a Jedi, I think he still sees as maybe a little ridiculous. And so maybe the fact that his son, who appears to be troubled – you know, growing up, Luke is like, well, I should train him to be a Jedi. And maybe Han goes, well, I don't think that's going to sort him out. You know, I, you really think that's a good idea? You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe that might be it. You know, yeah. I don't know. Do, do you think that yeah. tracks, Carl? Yeah, I I do. You know, man, I feel so 
so silly. No, I no, don't. Um, yeah. No, and well, and like also, you have to remember who's saying it, right? So, how does True. Luke perceive Han, right? Exactly. So maybe not yeah. even how do we perceive Han, or, or or who is Han, just in a storytelling aspect. But how does Luke perceive Han? Um, I think is almost more to the point because it's Luke who's delivering that line. So, right. So, what does Han represent to Luke? And, um. I don't know, Han still in a way like he never wants to get too involved in a way. Um, True, he doesn't yeah. want things to have again, like yeah. kind of these big grand sweeping, sweeping things, um, you know, um, yeah, almost like uh, kind of like you were saying, Jason, maybe it's just a little bit of a waste of time. Um, mm. This isn't exactly what he needs. Um, again, we can maybe piece together that Kylo's a great pilot as well. He takes after yeah. his father in that regard. Maybe Han thinks, and and we we learn in Bloodline that Han runs like he basically trains racers, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. runs races. Maybe he thinks Kylo Ben, for that matter, would be better off in something like that. Something I don't know, but yeah, yeah, um, you're probably so, onto something, something with something that, that wouldn't yeah. put him in the center of galactic events. Well, what yeah. well, being a Jedi, becoming a Jedi would have a higher probability of that because you're right. Han doesn't like getting involved. Han likes his his people. Mm-hmm. Um, he will fight for a greater cause, but at the end of the day, he wants to go home. Mm-hmm. You know, well, he I doesn't want to be fawned over and expected to continue to do that. Yeah, well, in in basically like every book that we've that we've gotten that shows you know young Ben Solo, um, it, it they always say that he he wants to be a, a pilot like his dad. He wants to be yeah. like his dad, and he you know runs around and plays with those little dice. So I mean, maybe something changed between what we see in the books and him being left with Luke. But if he was the same, you know, and was like, no, I want to be a pilot. I want to be like dad. And then Leia and Luke are saying, no, this is where you need to be. I don't know how to how does that change Han being Han about it? Does that mean that he disagrees or does that mean he's like, I don't don't know. Almost like, you know, when when Ray is like, I can't I have to go back to Jakku. I can't work for you because I have to go back to Jakku. And Han is just like, oh, it's a shame. Chewie likes you. You know, yeah. Do you think? I don't know. I, don't, I would he be that way with his own son? Maybe like, oh, it's a shame. Yeah, you can't come be a pilot. Chewie was looking forward to it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I I just got to commend the question itself, though, Katie. I'm going to be thinking sure. on this all night now. Oh um, no, <laughs> no, not in a bad way, but like that's such a good question. Um, and uh, I mean, first off, if you're listening right now and and you feel like you've got something you want to say, please yeah. definitely let us know on social media because I'm mumbling around like an idiot. Well, like a Han Solo. Um, and because that's such a grand question as a Han Solo type character. It's too big for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I just I just want to commend the question itself. It's such a I'm so glad that that question's not out there. If no yeah. one's asked this question before, I love that you're the first to ask it because it's such a great question. So I love that that now it will have a life of its own. And I encourage you, if you're <laughs> listening, to think about it and give us your response. Um, yeah. because I don't think there is a right answer, but I think there's also different ways of looking at it. Like I said, like, yeah. I appreciate, like, obviously I love Han Solo. So, okay. So who's Han Solo to you? But also again, who is Han Solo to Luke? Also mm-hmm. in the context of that moment, he immediately then says, Leia, she trusted me with her son, right? Like yeah. there's something different for Leia. Leia's stakes are bigger. She does get the bigger picture. She wants yeah. 
Um, you know, clearly whatever's going on with Ben, whatever's troubling him, whatever these issues are, Leia firmly believes she trusts that Luke can turn him around and, and start some new Jedi order with him. She has this tremendous promise. Whereas opposed to Han, Han just sees it as, well, Luke's the Jedi. Like everything's okay. Like let's, let's not rock the boat boat here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's there's actually an aspect, and in, in I, you know, like I talked about a couple episodes, I finished that um, Star Wars Icons on Solo book, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah. and, and something it reminded me of specifically while I was reading the chapters on like the legends and EU representation of of old Han um, is that there's there's something about Han where um, he's very wary about future force users and actually mm. th- there's there's a moment in the Thrawn trilogy in the last book of the Thrawn trilogy and here's the the messed up reason why I remember it because in the the trilogy they talk about how um, Han and Leia are trying to get to Luke Luke is you know having his confrontation with Joris Saboth or however you say his name um, and Han and Leia are trying to go to like help with that confrontation and it, we're told that Han remembers the last time he encountered a Sith Lord on Bespin when he was tortured. I'm like, oh, I don't remember that because it says yep. tortured. But, but, like, <laughs> but there's this wariness to Han about like the Force is something very dangerous. Let's not play with fire, right? Because Han's, <laughs> Han's most direct experience of Force users early on is Darth Vader, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and the, the, the horror that he experiences at that hand. And so – you know, in some ways, like Han being Han about it could also be like Han's actually just really nervous about it, too. Like he just thinks this mm-hmm. is too much. Like you're going to put too much on him. Um, like let's let's not oversell this. Right. Like I think for Han, Han is somebody who's who's very simple. And I don't mean simple minded like he's stupid, but <laughs> Han Han is is he doesn't want to raise the stakes too high. So I don't know. That's that's the best I got. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's a great response. Um, and no, I, I again, I'm going to take some time to think more about it. And again, I love that that question's now out there, and, and it's going to get a life of its own. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for the question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this was, is good. That was fun. I had fun yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah that was great. Um, it, any excuse to talk about Maul, honestly. Like, I haven't even, like, <laughs> screamed about his new, like, comic yet. I mean, I've screamed a lot about it on Twitter, but we got to talk about that sometime, you guys. Oh, yeah. I got to read it. <laughs> oh, um, ah! I got to find it. Yeah. Ah! I still, yeah. No. I'm so it's, behind on things. Like, I'm a Darth Maul fan. I've seen a lot of weird Darth Maul stuff, and I am shook by his <laughs> new comic. I am shook, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome yeah no i i think this is fun um and i think folks if you have questions you want us to answer you should start sending them in to us yeah it i think does. that would be fun yeah we haven't done sort of a, a larian inspired <gasps> show in a while so yeah larian q a mm-hmm Maybe we should start accumulating questions for one of those. Yeah, I'd do that. I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'd be here for it. <laughs> yeah. Here I, I in think... the Wampa's Lair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd be game for that for sure. Um, Excellent. Yeah, no, that oh, – man, I, I'm just so befuddled by the question and I love it. <laughs> Carl is shook. I am shook. shook by the Han Solo I'm question. shook by the Han Solo question. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
what does that mean? What was Han Han about it? I don't, there's no answers. I mean, I guess it is kind of a Rorschach where you see what you want to see right. in it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love it. All right. Well, I think we should uh, remind everybody what our matchup is for next week. And we will remember yes. to post it this time. So, Katie, yes. <laughs> what, what's our matchup? Oh, what was it? I'm pretty sure it was Lando versus Hondo. Yes. Yes, it, it was. was. I remembered. Yes. <laughs> I, I can retain information for at least eight days. That's that's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Lando Calrissian versus Hondo Onaka. So yes. we'll post that out there for everybody to weigh in on. And Carl, if people want to weigh in on the matchup or leave us their questions or comment on anything else, where can they do that? Like answering the question that I can't answer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, really quick, though, before we get into that, uh, just in case you've been following along, uh, at the end of the episode, we'll be playing episode three of the Empire Strikes Back radio drama, which is titled A Question of Survival. So if you've been listening along to the radio dramas, we got episode three of Empire right after this at the end of the episode. So certainly stick around for that. Yes. Um, but yes, if you would like to share your questions with us, your reactions to the show, answer Katie's question better than me, um, <laughs> or anything else, you can, of course, um, find us on Twitter at Wampas Lair. We are on Facebook at Wampas Lair Podcast. You can send us an email at Wampas Lair Podcast at gmail.com. And Katie, where can folks find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Pohotdamarin. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Y'all got anything else? Any final questions? Read no. the Darth Maul comic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just going to be up all night thinking about that question. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to close down this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. This has been episode number 318, The Rule of Two. Questions. <laughs> for Carl and Katie, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, by Brian Daly. Episode 3, A Question of Survival. time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Now it is a dark time for the rebellion. At bay on the ice planet of Hoth, the rebels are attempting to reorganize their harried, scattered forces. And somewhere, out on the frozen landscape, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo have been stranded in an emergency shelter through the long and bitter hot night.
Now, sunrise is near. Within the ice caverns of the rebel base, the Princess Leia Organa watches preparations for the effort to rescue her two friends. And what's the status of the snowspeeders? Techs have fitted them out for the Hoth climate, Your Highness. The last modifications have just been made. Has there been any contact with Luke or Han? No, but the temperature is beginning to rise outside. We're going to open the shield door and launch as soon as we can. What do you think their chances are? Truly. Solo had survival gear with him, Your Highness. But if he didn't manage to find Commander Skywalker, we can only hope for the best. We must find them, General Riken. We must find them both. We've all come through too much together. We're going to try, Leia. Remember, everyone in those speeders is served with Han and Luke. General Riker? Yes? The techs say that the outside temperature is within operational limits for the snow speeders. We're ready to open the main shield door and launch. Good. Everybody's itching to get out there and start looking, sir. Open and launch, Lieutenant. Right now. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Open main shield doors. Open main shield door. Stand clear of the shield door. Rogue flight prepared to launch. Strange to see them without Luke flying the lead. Rogue two. Go! Two, go! Yes, rope flight. Go. Rope three, go! Three, go! Go! And come back to us. Rope four, go! Four, go! Hoth base, this is Solo. Hoth base, this is Solo. Where is everybody? Taking a nap hey, back there? Come on, Han. Yelling into the comlink isn't going to help. Why don't you just try choking Why don't you it? just put a plug in it and leave me alone? I'm trying to hitch us a ride here. Hey, what's it like outside? <clears throat> the door sensor says it's getting lighter and getting warmer. Boy, maybe we should send for room service, get some breakfast. Why don't you just stay still? Those injuries won't get any better with you jumping all over the place. Right. I'm going to need my strength when this shelter caves in on us from the weight of all that ice. Look, I don't need you to depress me. I can depress myself. At least the doors are still clear. Solo to base. Are you guys really looking for us, or are we just some kind of hobby? He should have been a salesman, Solo. Ow. Oh. Oh. You all right? You kidding? After a fight with a wampa and a stroll through a hoth blizzard? No, pal, I'm not all right. I think I'll ask the Rebellion for a raise. Shut up and stay still. I can't give you another stim shot. The medikit says you're at the limit right now. Oh, that's a nice place for me. If you just quit jostling my elbow here, I can get us a little aid and assistance. You know, you always were terrible at rescues. Yeah, you could do it better. Well, couldn't anybody? How'd you like me to stick a gag on you? With or without Chewie. That does it, Sonny. You don't think I got enough things to do to mess around here with you? I don't need your help. Echo face, this is Rogue Two. I think I've got something, not much, but it could be a life form. It could be them. Not much? <laughs> Don't knock. Hey, Rogue Two, Rogue Two, do you copy? This is Solo. This is Rogue Two, I hear you. Uh, do you copy? Yes, Zeb, I got you loud and clear. Nice of you guys to drop by. Why don't you come down and pay us a call? It's a date. I've got your homing beacon on my screen. I'll be right with you. Rogue Two, out. Then again, Solo, you were not so bad at this rescue stuff after all. <laughs> That's more like it. Practice. The secret is practice, my friend. Go on, crack the door seal, hon. I want to hear. Okay, okay. I'm going to play you some of the sweetest music that <laughs> you're ever going to
How are you feeling now, Commander Skywalker? I feel fine too, 1B. Just like new. Hothbase may need a lot of other things, but it's got a first-class meta center. The latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for pulling me through. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a medical droid to help and heal human beings. Um, uh, when can I leave? I would like to keep you here in the medical center for observation for a short period longer to make absolutely certain that you're fully recovered. Then you'll be able to return to active duty. You're the doctor, too, Wanby. You may also have visitors now, Commander Skywalker. There have been numerous inquiries about your condition. Oh? I have to make my rounds now. I shall be back to check on you shortly. May Artu and I see him now, too, Wanby? Yes, of course, C-3PO. Thank you. May I say that you are a credit to all droids, Wanby? You're very kind, C-3PO. And now, if you and Artu will excuse me... Master Luke, sir. How wonderful to have you back. Sleepy-o, hi. Oh, it's so good to see you functional again, sir. And Artu expresses his relief at your rapid convalescence as well. <laughs> Thanks, R2. They're supposed to let me out of sickbay any time now. Oh, but please don't overexert yourself, Master Luke. Artu and I simply couldn't bear it if anything were to happen to you. Hey, Chewie, here it is. Han! What do you say, kid? How you feel? A lot better than I did a couple of hours ago. <laughs> hi, Chew. Chewie! Chewie, okay. You weren't too bad to me. See, a little nerve therapy, an hour or two in that regeneration tank. What did I tell you? You're practically back on the duty roster. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> he says you wouldn't get so cold if you had the sense to grow yourself a decent pelt like this. <laughs> okay, I'll make a note of it. Don't worry about it, Chewie. He looks strong enough to pull the ears off a gun dart. <laughs> Thanks to you, Han. That's two you owe me now, Junior. You gotta start being more careful. Well, until I pay you back, charge me interest. Don't tempt me. I guess I really messed up your plans. That's worse than that. They've grounded all ships. Anyway, we're still working on the Millennium Falcon. Almost done. Uh, Captain Solo, an energy source has been reported by the warning sensors you and Master Luke set out. The monitors think it's moving back and forth on the snowfields, transmitting. They're trying to get a fix on it now. Imperials? No one knows, Master Luke, but the Princess and General Riken are very worried. And speaking of her wonderfulness, it looks like visiting hours are getting Hi, pretty Luke. busy around here. I came as soon as Tuwambi told me you were awake. How are you? I'm fine, but I wouldn't want to make a habit of it. I should certainly hope not, Master Luke. Oh, your worship, it looks like you managed to keep me around here a little while longer. I had nothing to do with General Riken thinks it's too dangerous for any ship to leave the system until we've activated the defensive shield. Yeah, that's a great story. I think you just can't bear to let a gorgeous guy like me out of your sight. I don't know where you get your ideas, laser brain. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, laugh it up, everybody. But you boys didn't see us alone yesterday. Her Highness finally expressed her true feelings for me. My true feelings? You don't have to be shy, Leia. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted... Scruffy looking nerf herder! Hey, wait a second. Wait a second. Who's scruffy looking? Artu, the question was not addressed to you. In any case, he wouldn't have liked your reply. Well, look, I guess I must have hit pretty close to the mark to get her all riled up like that. Well, I... Han, I guess you just don't know everything there is to know about women yet. The reason I came down here was to welcome Luke back with a kiss. Hmm? Hold still, Commander Skywalker. What? But I. Uh... Oh, mm. how interesting. Headquarters personnel report to the uh, command center. Hey, you two. Headquarters personnel report to the command center. Do you feel like breathing for a second there? Mm. 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 Welcome back, Luke. Thanks, Leia. You know, this could make getting injured very popular. Uh, excuse me, Princess. You've decided to put the rebellion on hold, is that it? 
Oh, I have to be going. <laughs> See you later, Luke. Okay, Luke. <laughs> furball. Luke, if you don't get that smirk off your face, <laughs> I guess it's just my day, huh? Uh, when did you say you were leaving, hon? Do you have any idea how stupid you look with your eyes crossed like that? <laughs> yeah, well, take it easy, kid. I'll see you later. Come on. <sighs> what now, R2? Oh. R2 noticed that the medical scanners registered a flux in your vital signs a moment ago, sir. Huh. But they seem to be stabilizing now. <clears throat> R2 says that he and I should also report to the command center, sir. Uh, yeah. We'll look in on you again just as soon as we can. We hope you'll soon be fully recovered, Master Luke. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'll pull through a 3PO. I've never felt better in my life. have a fix on that unidentified blip, Princess. We have a visitor. What is it, General? We picked up something outside the base in Zone 12, moving east. It's definitely metallic, and it's transmitting. It contains a powerful energy source, too. You're sure it's not a life form? One of those wampa ice creatures? Maybe it's a snowspeeder, General. One of ours. No, it's neither. We're certain. General Riken, we've got it pinpointed. There's something very weak coming through. Let's hear it, Controller. Yes, sir. Patch it in over the speakers. Yes, sir. Pardon me, General Riken, Princess Leia. I am fluent in over six million forms of communication, and this signal is not used by the Rebel Alliance. What do you think it is, Rupio? It is on a high order of probability that it is an Imperial code, Your Highness. Well, it isn't friendly, whatever it is. Chewie and me will go and check it out for you, General. No. All right, Solo, you know that zone better than anyone else. But I want you two to be extremely careful. We don't know what it is you're going up against. Make sure you see it before it sees you. No. Don't worry, that's the way we work. Han. First you ride out to look for Luke, and now you volunteer for a recon mission? You're going to ruin your reputation. Listen, it's strictly self-interest. As long as me and the Wook and the Falcon are stuck here, I want to know what's going on. Uh -huh. Well, just to make you feel better, I'll pretend I believe you. I'll be on Conlink Band Alpha, General. Right. Come on, Chewie, let's get this thing over. Controller! Yes, sir? Send Rogue 10 and Rogue 11 to Station 38 and have them fly a holding pattern there at low altitude. I'll do, sir. And tell them to expect trouble. See anything, Chewy? Where? Give me the macro binoculars. There's something down there coming this way. General Riken, this is Solo. I copy, Solo. Anything to report? We have a visual on your blip, General. It's coming up the canyon towards us, moving slowly, sniffing around. Can you identify it? It's made out of metal, all right. It's too small to be a ship. Looks like a flying spider, some kind of droid. Is it armed? Uh... I think so, yeah. It's got a bunch of sensor and scanning gear, too. General, this thing's headed straight for the base. It may already have spotted your defensive generator. I'll have Rogue 10 and Rogue 11 make an attack run. You and Chewbacca get out of the target area. No, General, there's no time for that. Chew and me will have to take it on by ourselves. I'll trust your judgment, Han, but be careful. Good luck. Solo out. Chewie, get over to that other snowbank and try to distract it when it floats by. We'll see what a little blaster fire can do to that gizmo. And keep your bowcaster handy. Whatever that thing is, it looks nasty.
That's it, you nosy scrappy. Just keep coming. Come on, Chewie. Careful now. Chewie, get down! Give me a progress report, controller. Sensors report energy weapons fired Captain Solo's location, General, followed by an explosion. We've lost a blip. And Captain Solo? We haven't been able to raise him yet, Your Highness. General, I think we should send in the snowspeeders. Han and Chewbacca may have been hurt. I agree. We don't hear from them soon. Comlink signal coming through on Alpha Band, sir. Solo to base, do you read me? What do He's I have to do? Alive. Write you a letter? Base here. What happened, Solo? Uh, are you two all right? Not a scratch, General. Chewie did a little decoy work, and I got a shot straight into it. I'm afraid there's not much left, though. What exactly was it, Han? It's tough to tell. A droid of some kind is all I can say for sure. I didn't hit it that hard, but it blew up anyway. Must have had a self-destruct mechanism. It sounds like an Imperial probe droid, all right. Well, then it's a pretty good bet the Empire knows we're here. I think it got a peek at our defensive generator. We'd better start an evacuation, Leia, much as I hate to say it. We have no other option. Put our contingency plans into effect. Yes, Your Highness. Han, you and Chewbacca get back here right now. Best advice I've heard all day. We'll be right there. attention R2, you better get over to the fighter hangar. We're gonna need you in my X-Wing. And what about me, Master Luke? 3PO, I want you to stay here with the princess. Huh? If I don't see you here, I'll, I'll meet you at the fleet rendezvous point. Oh. Very well, but uh, Master Luke, do take good care of yourself. I will. And R2. Yes, Luke, be careful. Watch out for yourselves, both of you. Goodbye, Leia. Goodbye, Luke. Good luck. Don't worry, I'll be fine. See you at the rendezvous. Uh, dear. Um, Your Highness, how may I be of service? Just stand by for now, 3PO. We're undermanned at the communications consoles. We may need you there later. Might I ask how you evaluate our situation? I can't. Too many unknowns in the equation. What's important now is to get our personnel and the critical equipment away from Hoth. The rest of the Alliance is scattered. If the Empire manages to destroy us, it would mean the loss of the Alliance's main organized resistance. Can we evacuate quickly enough, Your Highness? We have to, 3PO. If the Empire succeeds in trapping us here, it could be the end of the rebellion. Status of search operations, Admiral We're ahead of schedule on probe droid deployment, Lord Vader. The Starfleet's capital ships are making their assigned sweeps. Our TIE fighters are dispersed according to plan. 
Without having found anything, is that what you're telling me, Admiral? Lord Vader, we have a huge volume of space to search, but we've worked our way through much of it already. In time, we will root the rebels out. I grow impatient, Admiral. I expect results, and so does the Emperor. No one knows that better than I, my lord. Perhaps if more units were assigned to the fleet, we could saturate the region, and then... The Empire must be kept in good order, Admiral, and its planets kept pacified. There are no units to spare. If you cannot perform your mission with a Starfleet, perhaps someone else can. I can do it, Lord Vader. We shall find them, you'll see. Admiral Ozzel, have you a moment? Yes, sir. I will see. I thought you'd like to know that... Captain Kier, can't you see that you're interrupting Lord Vader and myself? Until we are finished, you will stand by and await my... Admiral, I think I should like to hear Captain Peart's news. As you say, Lord Vader, you may continue, Captain. I think we may have something, Admiral. The report is only a fragment transmitted by a probe droid in the Hoth system, but it's the best lead we've had yet. You interrupt me for this? We have thousands of probe droids in this region. Admiral, I want proof, not leads. Return to your duties. Yes, Admiral Osmond. Just a moment, Admiral. Captain Peart. Yes, Lord Vader. What have you found? We have a long-range sighting of what appears to be a piece of heavy equipment, my lord. It's there on the main view screen. Ridiculous. That could mean anything. Admiral, the Hoth system is supposed to be devoid of human forms, but the visuals indicate life readings. And the probe droids cease transmissions very suddenly. We're not sure how, but we think it may have been destroyed. That is it. The rebels are there. But, Lord Vader, there are so many uncharted settlements, so many fly-by-night mining operations. This is barely any indication of anything. We would fall seriously behind schedule if we investigated it. That is the star system we're searching for. The Force tells me so. The rebels are there, and Skywalker is with them. General Veers. Yes, Lord Vader. Prepare your combat landing and ground assault units. Have all Imperial stormtroopers equipped for cold weather warfare. At once, Lord Vader. Admiral Ozzel. What is your wish, Lord Vader? Regroup the Starfleet and assume battle formation. Set your course for the Hoth system. At once, Lord Vader. Darth Vader, betrayer of the Jedi, assembles the might of the Empire, while rebel forces brace themselves for an uneven battle. New patterns begin to emerge from the Force, and the ice world of Hoth, a planet of frozen wastes, is about to be seared by the fire of war. The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly, based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, 
Perry King as Han Solo, Brock Peters as Darth Vader, and Anne Sachs as Princess Leia. Also heard were Ron Frazier, Peter Michael Goetz, Merwin Goldsmith, Gordon Gould, Russell Horton, James Hurdle, David Rashi, and Jerry Zaks. This is Ken Hiller. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back was directed by John Madden with Tom Vega. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Music by John Williams. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. The executive producer was John Boss. Post-production was realized at Studio M in St. Paul on the 3M digital mastering system by Tom Vagley.